Hey, Risto here at George Mason University. This episode is the eighth out of a series of 12. Um, in episode 254, I provided an overview of the spectrum of teaching cells. In the other episodes, we've talked about command style, the practice style, the reciprocal style, the self-check style, the inclusion style, and the guided discovery style. And you can find all these episodes if you just scroll below uh, this one. So most of them are in order. Um, there's a couple that are a little bit uh, out of order, but um, as a reminder, up to style E, um, that's the inclusion style, learners were reproducing knowledge. In the last episodes, we explained that the guided discovery style is when we cross the discovery threshold, meaning that students started discovering knowledge or producing knowledge rather than only reproducing. Now, this is not to say that they are producing unknown knowledge or something that has never been seen before in the world. It, it means that they are being guided by the teacher through questions to discover content that they do not already know. So in the guided discovery style, which is the last, last episode, um, learners are guided by questions developed by the teacher to find a specific answer selected also by the teacher. Um, the main similarity of the convergent discovery style, which we're focusing on today, compared with the guided discovery from last episode, is that the teacher is still responsible for selecting the content to be discovered or the specific answer. Um, now, the main difference is that in the convergent discovery style, the learners ask questions or use reasoning to find the target concept instead of the teacher designing the questions. So there is one single answer, um, but the students can find that answer by asking different questions to the teacher or trying different strategies. So an example can be um, games that need peer collaboration to succeed in an individual task. Um, the human not challenge, if you've ever seen this, is a good example of the convergent discovery style. Um, in the game, the learners cross their arms and hold hands with the peer next to them. Um, the teacher tells the students that they have to untangle themselves, finishing in a circle, and all of the students need to be facing the inner part of the circle. Um, students cannot let go of their classmates' hands. Um, so the students are going to try different ways, like all turning around in place, which will lead them to be with their back to the, to the circle. Uh, they'll try passing under and over their peers' arms, which will also not work uh, to get to that one solution. Um, the only way of solving the problem is to have all the students turn around in place, having their backs to the circle, and then have one student go under the arms of the peers across from him or her. Uh, and then the other students follow that person to be untangled, and voila, only one solution to the problem. Um, so again, think about the name of this style, convergent disco discovery, meaning that the different questions or solutions to a problem that are produced by the learners converge to the selected single correct anticipated response that was selected by the teacher. Just like in the guided discovery style, the content matter should be new and unfamiliar to the students, but also something that can be discovered. So again, just as before, Questions related to history, facts, names, etc., can't be taught using the style because those are things that you have to learn in different ways. Um, 
in the anatomy of the convergent discovery style, the teacher still has a role of making the subject matter decisions. So the teacher decides the target concept that will be discovered and how the problem will be set up um, to lead learners to the discovery. Uh, the learners then engage in multiple cognitive processes using reason, questions, logic, and sequentially making connections to figure out the target response. So in other words, the students produce the questions and are responsible for arranging them logically in a sequence that leads to the discovery of the concept selected by the teacher. Um, now, while the learners are engaged in the discovery process, the teacher is sitting there and observing patiently. Um, this means that the teacher should not intervene while the students are developing their ideas, examining those ideas and uh, deciding on the appropriate solution. Um, as the book says, discovery thinking takes time. Uh, and it's very private to each student. And that's why the patience of the teacher is crucial in this style. Um, learners need the opportunity to inquire, examine possibilities, try different approaches, and engage in trial and error. Um, after the learners discovered the target concept, the teacher should be asking questions to check that all of them achieve the selected response. The subject matter objective of the style is to discover a single correct answer or pattern about content through questioning, sequencing, and using logic. So there's three major uh, behavior objectives. One, engaging in convergent discovery, producing a, a single correct response. Two, search for cognitive operations that lead to the development of problem-solving skills. And three, experience the cognitive and emotional feeling of the eureka moment of discovering that new concept. So to design the subject matter, the teacher needs to ask six specific questions. One, is there only one answer to the question? Two, is there a possibility of convergent thinking? Three, is the discovery process visible? Four, does the task have mechanical analysis of movement? Five, do learners discover the answer through a sequence of movements? And finally, six, are learners invited to discover their limits in performing the task? So what does this look like in a PE setting? In the convergent discovery style, the teacher's instruction is relatively short since the learners produce the knowledge instead of following the teacher's demonstration. The task starts with the teacher presenting the behavior expectations before providing instructions on the subject matter. Um, this is really important to show students that they are capable of complex thinking processes and this enhances their sense of pride and self-awareness. And what this means is that the students are going to learn that the teacher expects them to produce questions, think of sequencing and linking the information that they're gathering, and then converge what they found and discover that correct response. So after the expectations are explained, the teacher sets the scene for the discovery process. So let's think back to our tactical game example from our last podcast in guided discovery. In the previous style, meaning guided discovery, the teacher asked a sequence of questions that led learners to figure out the answer, or in our example, the skill they needed to improve to play the game. 
In the convergent discovery style, the sequence of questions needs to be given by the students who are then going to find the answer. So let's say that the teacher positions students behind a line and sets one beanbag for each student just out of their reach on the floor in front of them. The task is to reach your beanbag without touching any part of your body or object on the floor behind that line. Um, the students are going to try different ways of reaching the beanbag, like kneeling or laying down on the floor. Um, they'll also start asking questions like, um, you know, can I use my shoe to reach the target and so on. Um, but learners will only be able to complete the task if they ask for peers to help them by holding their hand to provide balance, for example. Um, and as soon as the students are able to achieve the goal, the teacher asks the question ask them questions about the discovery process. So teachers can ask what learners tried that didn't work. The answer is most likely going to be ways that they tried to do it by themselves. And then the teacher also asks how leaders were able to retrieve the beanbag, receiving the expected answer that it's only through the help of their peers. So in both of these examples, the students could try different ways to get to the selected answer of passing a ball or working with peers. However, there's only one single answer to solve that task, and that was uh, relying on your peers. The examples provided in the book are not related to PE. And when I talk about the book, if you haven't seen that, there's links to the free book that um, the Spectrum of Teaching Styles Institute provides. It's the Mawson and Ashworth's book for um, uh, Spectrum of Teaching Styles. So the PE uh, examples just aren't in the book because this is hard to replicate in PE. Instead, they talk about riddles or newspaper challenges or you know, questions on a standardized test. Um, riddles are great examples that can be used in schools since the students need to ask questions to the teacher to figure out the correct answer. Um, it is mentioned that examples of convergent discovery exist in society but are not as frequent in the classroom. Um, and maybe one of the reasons that sport, movement, and physical activity has so much creativity in it and different ways to move and complete a task, there, there really aren't very many situations that there is only one way to do things. Um, and in the next episodes, we're going to talk about divergent discovery, which sets a problem and then asks students to figure out an answer. And in this case, there are tons of solutions possible and the end goal matters. So for example, the goal of making a basket in basketball, there are tons of ways to do it, but in the end, the only part that matters if you're keeping score is you made the basket or not, not the way you made it. Um, so again, when we're coming back to convergent discovery style, it's very limiting because there's one answer. If you think about all of the ways that the body moves and how different sports and activities evolve. Like if you look at basketball 100 years ago or 50 years ago, it looked very different because now people have discovered different plays, different ways, different ways to move and play. And you look at sports like soccer or football, like there are just so many different ways. So the convergent discovery style, although it's possible to figure out how to use it in PE, it just doesn't come up a lot in these sport and movement settings. When we talk about next week about 
the next like divergent discovery. Now that is going to be uh, something that you can really explore in physical education and sports settings. So that's all I have for you on this one. Again, I encourage you to download the book. It's free. You can get great examples of how the spectrum is applied in PE and resources that can help you successfully integrate the different styles of teaching in your classes. Um, again, um, next episodes drop every single uh, Tuesday at 7 a.m. Eastern. So they'll be out once a week until we're done with this uh, series. And again, thanks to Alba Rodriguez for her help in producing the podcast and to the Spectrum Institute for the free materials they provide to everyone. And you can also read these as blogs on uh, the hpewebsite.com backslash blog. Thanks for listening.